We're very thankful today to be joined once again by Ron Lacey from Egghead Computers. Ron is also an employee here at WXAN. Occasionally we visit with him about some tech topics of sorts. Uh, Ron, thanks for the time. Thank you, Will. Well, one thing that I always struggle with, Ron, and I'm sure other people do as well, is there seems to be a never-ending, and I think it's getting more frequent, where you are using an email or you're using a a website that requires a password, and it's got to be eight characters long, and it's got to have an uppercase and a lowercase and a special character and a Mm -hmm. number or a whatever, and after you've used, you know, two or three passwords that you can remember you have a hard time keeping track of them you're constantly i'm always having to do this you know forgot my password right 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 so the question after all of that setup is this uh are there programs that you recommend to help people manage their passwords there are password managers out there. Um, Chrome, Google Chrome actually has a built-in password manager that I thought was great for years and years until just recently, over about the past six months, um, Chrome has had more and more security problems with it. So to have your list of passwords attached to Chrome is kind of a dangerous idea. It just takes someone exploiting Chrome and getting into your system to be able to download all of your passwords and um, sell them online to people that are looking for other people's passwords. Um, but as far as password managers, my wife actually started using something recently called LastPass. And it seems to be really good. It's really secure. And it, it seems to be doing a really good job of logging into whatever site she needs to log into without any issues. There are some password managers out there that I haven't used, but I've heard horror stories of them just never working or um basically just being um, insecure. But LastPass, even though I don't use it personally, I think is a is a good one to try. And for people that do use Chrome with all the passwords um, built in, you know, would you like Chrome to save your password? Um, I'm trying to get all my clients to stop doing that and to move away from the Chrome password um, manager. How do you keep track of them? I keep track of them in a little encrypted file I have on my computer. I I have most of mine memorized. I only use five different passwords. Um, But, yeah, I I use a little – I write them down in Notepad, uh, just a little built-in app on your computer, and I encrypt that file, and I save it in a hidden folder, and that's how I take care of mine. One of the things that I've used as a just little mental trick is – in my passwords, I will use zeros instead of the letter O. Oh, yeah, that's good. And use the number three instead of the letter E. Uh-huh. And then you can use that numeric replacement to satisfy the demand that the password is asking for, but yet still make it memorable in your right, mind. Right, exactly. Because if you, you know, uh, spell the word long with a zero instead of an o mm-hmm. yep. um you can it's just an easier thing to recall yeah absolutely that's a really good technique for satisfying the requirements which get more and more uh onerous yeah seriously um but yeah that's a really good using an e for a three a one for a <clears throat> one for an i things like that that's a really good method to use ron lacy with us from egghead computers uh bears reminding of course that uh, egghead computers works on all sorts of things speeding up uh, computer uh, efficiency and and workability uh, is one of the things you do most often mm-hmm. and uh, tell me just a little bit about the 
very common things that drag people's computer performance down. Yeah, absolutely. The most common thing out of everything that slows a computer down is having an older style hard drive. So a lot of my clients, and in fact, the majority of my clients, uh, what I do is speed up their computers. Most of them, if they have a computer that's from 2015, 2014, around that era, which is a lot of my clients, they have an older uh, mechanical style of hard drive. And by mechanical, I mean it's got spinning spinning disks in it and a little uh, a little arm that reads data off of the disk. And the whole thing is very – they were great back in the day when they first came out. They were amazing marvels of technology. But now they're just slow and clunky. They're about 10 times slower than the newer hard drives that are out there. They're, the newer ones are called solid-state hard drives. They have no moving parts whatsoever. And they'll increase a person's computer speed by about 10 times, sometimes even more than that. I'll have a person whose computer takes five minutes from when they – hit the power button to when it's at the desktop. Um, Then I'll um, put a solid state in there and clone their old hard drive. And it'll take maybe 15 to 20 seconds. So it's a night and day difference. Um, That is the number one thing that slows people's computers down. How much further can the technology advance? Uh, they've been saying for decades now, well, we've gone just about as far as we can go. We've hit the uh, – and and they just keep coming up with faster and faster. Now, one of the big things is AI um, as well as something called quantum computing that have uh, – the quantum computing has sped up computer processing capability by about a hundredfold. It's, it's really amazing. I'm keeping my eye on it. A lot of it's – honestly, the quantum computing stuff is a little over my head, but it is – one of the newer things they're starting to do, and they're usually the, are mainly the military is using it for encryption. But that's how all of our um, personal computers usually start out: is military using them for some sort of thing. So um, I think probably in the next five to ten years, we'll start having quantum computers, which are just going to make the current computers look like nothing. But I don't really need to be able to send my email any faster. The average <laughs> American computer user. Um, when it beyond streaming video and gaming and whatnot, I assume that there's probably going to be all sorts of implications, I suppose, for maybe medical research and things that uh, will be fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. But I just don't understand how far the everyday consumer, how having, let's say, a 10G phone Uh really makes my experience any better than a 4G phone. Yeah, it really doesn't. And I mean, there's there's actually conspiracy theories out there of people saying the hardware manufacturers are in bed with the software developers and they're um, creating software that requires faster computers just to increase their revenue. Um, And even though it's a conspiracy theory, I think there's a lot of... uh, uh, truth to that because right now I mean for instance I've got a computer out in our lobby that I'm just tinkering with it's an 18 year old computer but it's still fine for getting on um, you know doing a Microsoft Word document for getting online checking your email things like that and we're talking an 18 year old computer right. that can do all that stuff just fine um, a lot of stuff these days is um, 
is the um, the encryption involved with security. It's getting more and more complicated and requiring faster and faster processors and faster computers in order to do it. And all of that happens, all the encryption, all the security happens in the background. The normal user, uh, from their point of view, they're just logging into their email and reading their email. They don't know what's going on in the background. But that's what's um, kind of taking up a lot more power these days is the type of encryption that they use. And then, of course, software, like the latest version of Microsoft, Office or drafting software is what I'm trying to think of, like CAD, AutoCAD, stuff like that. Uh, As that continues to get newer and um, can do more things, it requires a more powerful computer. Obviously, video editing and stuff like that, which a lot of people are doing these days, requires more power. Although, uh, conversely, on a lot of... um, people are editing videos and stuff like that on their cell phone. They've got little uh, built-in video editors that work just fine. So I want to say it looks like we're coming to the days where computers are uh, less and less necessary for the at-home user because of the fact that we have our cell phones and tablets. But I've said that before, you know, in decades past, and computers have still stuck around and I think will continue to for quite a while. One of my friends the other day posted on his Facebook page, uh, the question, is there a bigger racket than computer printers? Oh, man. And uh, Hewlett-Packard had put a little sticker, a warning sticker, over the USB port that um, basically was trying to deter people from directly wiring their printer to hmm. their computer even though the usb port was 100 percent functional right right it was just a sticker over it with a circle that with a line through it right with the usb symbol mm-hmm. you know uh, you know making people believe that the only way they could connect was through wi-fi yeah um why is that kind of thing going on i honestly i Printers have baffled me for decades now, for and they really haven't advanced. I mean, I've got a printer at home that I spent. They're cheap. I spent, I think, seventy five bucks for it. A nice brother printer, um, but it is about the same as the printer I had in two thousand. The technology just hasn't improved very much, except for now you have your wireless printers. And honestly, I'm not sure what the deal is with trying to convince people to use the wireless yeah it's the greatest latest technology but um there's a lot of clients i have where it's just so much easier to tell them to plug in you know plug in the cable from the printer into the computer the usb cable because windows automatically recognizes it you don't have to set up a network or understand what an ip address or any crazy stuff like that you just plug it in and windows says hey it's a new printer right would you like you know that sort of thing is it something to do with you know wanting to force people to use cloud-based software or something if you have a printer that's on a wireless connection yeah yeah that can um that makes sense there's um they're trying to get people to use cloud-based fax services things like that Uh, another thing i've seen with printers that that's kind of irritating me is i think it's hp or uh, they're starting to put out um printers that have um Programs where they refill your ink cartridges when the when your ink cartridge is low. The printer itself, it, the printer software, sends a message to the company, and the company sends a message back to the user saying, "Hey, it looks like you're out of red and black ink. So magenta, we're gonna order, magenta is running <laughs> low. So we're going to send you a new." Um, that's that's an awful idea. My um, mom and dad-in-law have that, and it's been nothing but problematic. 
Ron Lacey is with us today from Egghead Computers. Uh, Ron, of course, to remind people how they can interact with your services if they need them. Sure. You can get a hold of me um, on our website at eggheadcomputers.com, or you can just give me a call at 618-203-5380. Who's going to win the fight between Zuckerberg and Musk? I've got a feeling Musk is going to win. I've got a feeling Musk is going to win. Okay. He's a much bigger guy and much crazier than Zuckerberg. <laughs> so I think he's going to win the belt. All right. Ron Lacey's been with us today. Ron, thanks for the time. Absolutely.